the Masamara River Crossings and Vehicles. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and I'm finally back in the Wild Eye office. I've been on the road for just over a month, which included a private guided trip to Uganda, where we focused on chimpanzees and Kabali, Queen Elizabeth National Park for tree crumbing lions. We saw the lions, but they weren't in a tree at the time. And then Bundy for gorillas. Great, great trip. Amazing people. Great private group. And then I moved to the Masamara, or the Mara Triangle, where I stayed at the Wild Mara Camp. It is, without a doubt, one of the best ways in which to experience the Mara, small group, intimate setting, great service, amazing people, and literally on the banks of the river. Now, I wanted to record this episode while I was in the Mara, because it was very relevant for me at the time, and I might have been a little bit too emotionally charged, so maybe it's a good thing, just stepping back. This is something we've spoken about before in blog posts, in videos, on Instagram stories, on even on the podcast, and it has to do with the actual river crossings. When the uh, migrating wildebeest and zebra and that cross the river, cross the Mara River, and how it's managed from a vehicle and guiding point of view. Now, for those of you that have been with us with Wild Eye in the Mara, you'll know that we stay on the Mara Triangle side and. For the majority of the time, it seems that the wildebeest are crossing towards us. How it should work, and this is the rule, is you stay back from the river. You stand way back from the river with your vehicle, and you wait until these animals cross. Then you go in. I've often said to guests that once they start, it'll take a nuclear bomb to stop them. It's not that simple. But it makes sense, don't you think, that if you and your shiny vehicle is on the edge of the river on the other side of where these animals wanting to cross to, do you not think it's a distraction? Yes, it should be. These are animals that, they're pretty thick at the best of times, but they fall down on the food web. Things eat them. Crocodiles, leopards, lions, they eat wildebeest, right? So the tension here is already big. Now, these poor things have all this, this energy going down to the river, and they want to cross the river, but there is stress they don't need vehicles to add more stress. The vehicle situation at river crossings has gotten to a point where something needs to be done. I don't have the answers. I really don't. But I think if we maybe speak to common sense, that it might raise the awareness. Now, the people I'm probably talking to here won't hear this, unfortunately. But still, let's look at some common sense things around this whole situation. If, for example, you're on your first safari ever, right, ever, and you know nothing about animal behavior, let me paint you a picture. You're in a vehicle, your driver guide, is his vehicle's in a certain spot. You're sitting there with your friends and family in his car. It's amazing. You're in Africa. On your one side, you see the Mara River. On the other side, a couple of hundred meters up, there's a small group of wildebeest. These things want to cross the river to get to the other side where there's green grass, more wildebeest, whatever the case is. These things start moving towards the river. Your guide now puts your vehicle directly in the line which these wildebeest are walking from where they were towards the river in order to cross. They stop. 
Now, you don't have to be David Attenborough or any kind of animal behavior expert to understand that you have blocked their path. Not hard. Okay, it's not hard. Even as a guest, you should be able to say to your guide, listen, this does not feel right. Can we maybe back up? But people don't. When a group of wildebeest is looking to cross the river, they're literally on the edge of the bank, ready to cross, and you drive your vehicle too close to them, and they run away from the river because of that, doesn't something register? Isn't there something in your mind that thinks, shit, what could it be that made them run away from the river? Oh, you know what, maybe it's us. Nothing. I was in a situation a couple of weeks, well, a week or so ago, we were sitting at Peninsula, which is one of the bigger crossing points down in the southern part of the Mara Conservancy, the Mara Triangle. And the, the river makes a big hairpin bend towards us. So we could literally, the, the, the wildebeest come towards the river into this little peninsula. It's great visual from the triangle side. It is not great visual from the other side. Because in order to get there, the vehicles have to drive through the thickets right up until the point where the wildebeest go into the river. And these cars will go there and they will sit there and the wildebeest will not approach. At what point, at what point do we start thinking, you know, this guide and the people in his car is being very stupid now. You are being stupid and silly and inconsiderate and you have no common sense. Because you can see there's a very small gap where these animals want to go through to get to the river, but your fucking car is in the way. What? Common sense. We were in a situation where a bunch of wildebeest came in, it was late afternoon, and some of them managed to get down into the river area where they're going to cross. These cars come screaming in like bats out of hell. They pull up to the river and they literally blocked these wildebeest. Now these animals are on the bank of the river. There's crocodiles on the ones that they don't want to cross, but they can't go away from the river because there are cars blocking the point where they came into the river. How? How? I, I don't... How do you sit in a vehicle as a guest looking at this saying, oh shit, you know what? Hey, Joseph, whoever your guide is, maybe we should pull back because these things look stressed. You can see it. You don't have to be an expert. They look stressed. They want to get away from the river because they've walked towards our car a couple of times, saw us and moved. This is not hard. It is not hard. Sometimes, and I've witnessed this, I've seen it, right? I've seen it, where two cars will be waiting, one of mine and one some other people, and the guide would say to them, here's the right thing to do. We shouldn't go to the river now. Let them start crossing first, then we'll go in. And the guest leant over and said, here's $100. I want to get closer. I mean, and then the guy just goes. Not an uncommon occurrence. We had an incident a couple of days ago where there was a crossing at uh, about to happen at Mitimoja. Nice crossing point. So all the cars standing off to the side, right? So we're on the one side, some other cars on the other side, on, on our side of the river. So where the crossing point is, some people are north of it, some are south of it, waiting. These things then move down the river to the Majichafu crossing point, which is further, further down south, and everybody repositions. So initially, two self-drive cars stop exactly at the crossing point where these animals would come out, these animals are looking at them, right? Looking at them, where they want to cross. For some reason, 
These self-drive people figured it out. They figured it out that if we move our car here, maybe there's a chance these things come over. Not rocket science. They also probably realized, oh, look, all the other vehicles are waiting off to the side. Let's go there. Hats off to those people, 100%. Then some guide comes, guide with on a Land Cruiser pop top with his four guests, and they park slap bang in front of the wildebeest. These things were wanting to cross. You could see it. They were about to go down right? They were about to go down. These, this car stops there. So everybody's flashing and this and that. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, these people are taking pictures with their iPhones and small little cameras. And they are across the river from these wildebeest who do not want to come closer. What am I missing here? Are, are, are we so inconsiderate that we can't even see when we're affecting the wildlife? It's... Uh, I, I'm struggling with this. We then drive up, one of my cars. We drive up to them and say, listen, you can't stop here. And the guide has this fuck you arrogant, like, well, I was here first. Yeah, you idiot. You guys didn't maybe think. And f to the guests, you guys didn't maybe look around and think, hey, listen, 10 minutes ago, there were a lot of cars around us waiting. Suddenly we're on our own and we have front row seats. You didn't maybe look around and see all the other people pulled away. They did the right thing. It's gotten to a point where the amount of cars that come to the river is a problem. We can manage it, and we do. Sometimes we don't go to the river. We drive away from it. We are in a position where we can get in early morning crossings or late crossings because then it's before the vehicles arrive. Most of them are there from 11 to like 3 or 4, sitting down from lookout, waiting for crossings to happen. You will have a monster herd coming down from lookout. It's this hill that leads down to the um, down to the river. And there's a monster herd, and these things are running in a straight line, and they are running straight for the river. Then these cars come, and they drive right through the middle. They cut the herd off, and then sometimes they stop there to take pictures. The guide in that vehicle is an idiot. He should know better. If he really fucking cared about the animals and he cared about his guest experience, he would explain to them, let's wait, let's get these things to the river and when they cross, let me take you in then because then you will have a much better experience, much better photographic opportunity and we won't be fucking up the natural way of things. That's the guide. What guest, if, you're going, if you haven't been to Africa yet and you do listen to this, I beg you on my knees, I beg you, if you're ever in a vehicle where your gut feeling says to you, your guide is doing the wrong thing, speak up, say something. Say something. Because if you could see, oh my goodness, this is so amazing, it's cool. The wildebeest are running, 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 they're going past, they're going past. Your vehicle stops in front of them and you split them up and you can see these animals then run away, they stop and turn and look to where they were going, but now your big silver box of a car is in its way. What am I missing? What am I missing? I mean, are, are we so desperate to get an iPhone picture of a bunch of wildebeest that we just keep on cutting them off and not just messing it up for, here's three things. Number one, for them. These poor things are already stressed. Number two, for other people. You're fucking it up for everybody else, right? Again and again and again. And then here's the sad thing. You're also fucking it up for yourself, you're not going to get the best experience because you are not thinking. You are not deploying a healthy amount of common sense. The guests in the car 
should be able to tell the guide, listen, don't park here. Let's please move. Yes, but everybody else is here. Exactly. One car at least does the right thing. One is better than zero, and then we can start going more and more. Every once in a while, the idea was that the, the conservation, the, the um, rangers that monitor the triangle side was going to start on the other side as well. And there were one or two instances where they were pulled back and they did their thing well and so on. But at large, it's a massive problem. It's a massive problem. There should be areas that is closed. From our side, you can't go to this crossing. You can't really see and you're fucking it up for everybody. You can't go here. From the other side, from the Moran National Reserve, you shouldn't be able to come in here because you really can't see if you get your car in here, you will 100% be affecting the environment and the animals and just go away. It's sad. It is shocking. And it, it's, it's like it's become a commodity. We've sat with leopards and lions. People drive up that they'll drive, leave the car running, just take a picture and go, check, I've got it. I've ticked my block. So these guys will come in, they'll fuck up a crossing for everybody else, tick their block and leave. It's, again, I don't know what the answer is, but it's bad. It's really bad. The authorities need to start doing something. What it is, I don't know. The guides who drive the vehicles need to start being checked or educated, or reminded, or whatever it is. Because unfortunately, during the busy time, there's Uber drivers, for lack of a better term, people who drove taxis and cars in Nairobi, they might just be pulled in and say, hey, cool, here's a Land Cruiser, you have guests for the next three months, back to back, come and fetch them, take them to the Mara and back. He knows shit about guiding. He's a driver. It's important. These things are important. You as a guest, if you are going to the Mara again, please hold your guide accountable. Hold your driver responsible for the things that they do. Do not tip them to get closer. Tip them if they do the right thing. Tip them if they have a great experience where they teach you something, where they put you in amazing positions. Even, even if your guide says to you, listen, Jerry, we are not going into the river crossing here. We are going to mess it up. Let's rather go and look at something else. That is the right thing to do. That is the right thing to do. But it's, it's at a place where it's a very fine balance. It's a very fine balance. I've had people who are very into the crossings, and it's great photography. But then after a couple of days, like, no, okay, cool. I'm going to just drive and look for leopards because I can't deal with that. It's sad. It's sad. Is this a reason not to go to the Massamara? No. I don't think so. We're going to keep going. We have a great product. Our guides park in the right places. They don't affect the animals. And there's many others that don't as well. It's not just us. There are people that know what they're doing. But if you start getting in excess of 70 to 80 vehicles, potentially, at a big crossing, and one of them starts messing it up, it just turns into a total clusterfuck. It's a mess. And again, the animal's experience is one of stress. The experience for all the other vehicles who are doing the right thing, you are messing it up for them. And your own experience is compromised. I just, I'm, I, I think the one thing that to me last week was, was sadly noticeable was how unaware guests, not mine, other people on the other side of the river looking at them, they will drive in where... They, at a crossing point, right, this 
the wildebeest are coming. They're heading down to the river. You can see there's a chance of something happening. The guide parks on the edge of the river where the wildebeest are heading towards. His one guest gets out and she takes a pee behind the car. First of all, we didn't need to see that. But second of all, what do you think is going to happen when those wildebeest see the box and then something climbs out of it? It stops them. A lot of the guides stop on the edge of the river where the wildebeest are going to cross. They pack out picnic baskets and coffee. It's like, dude, do you understand how selfish that is? And how uneducated? And I can probably argue unethical as well. It's shocking. It is absolutely shocking. I don't know what the answer is. But I would urge you, if you're listening to this, if you're a guest or a guide going to the Masai Mara, do the right thing. It feels good. It does. It does feel good. And you're going to get a better experience. But hold your guides accountable. I don't, I don't, yeah. It's, unfortunately, with anything big that draws a lot of people, cities, natural events, whatever the case is, there's always going to be, there's always going to be a situation where it gets busy, sometimes too busy. Right? It's going to happen. But if we don't start somewhere, if someone doesn't say, cool, listen, this crossing point is closed from that side. This one is closed. You're out of line. Get back. You are my driver. I don't like us being here because I can sense in my gut that this is not a good place to be because all the wildebeest ran away from our car. We split their line in two. It's bad, but we need to start doing something. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep on doing the right thing. We're going to keep on doing the right thing. And you know what? We keep on getting amazing crossings, amazing positions, amazing photographs by doing the right thing. So there's no excuse. There really is no excuse. I'm back in the Mara end of, uh, end of September. And I'm going to see if I can get time to talk to some of the guys there just to see what the challenge is. Is it the guides? Is it the guests? like the, the tourism people there, because it is such an incredible thing to witness if we can only manage, somehow manage this thing. There's right and there's wrong. And there, there, there is no discussion in between. Cutting off a group of wildebeest heading to the river is wrong. Stopping in front of the crossing point where they are going to cross is wrong. Getting out on the edge of the river when there's wildebeest close by looking at the river is wrong. Packing out your picnic breakfast on the edge of the water when there's other cars waiting for a crossing, there's wildebeest approaching, is wrong. This is not rocket science, but it's something that does deserve a bit of attention because it's not going to go away on its own. Anyway, we had some good crossings. Early morning, late afternoon, because our camp is very close there and people only arrive later. So it is possible. Even when, and I say this during my briefing at camp, is if we get to a situation in a river crossing, yes, it's going to be a shit show sometimes, especially midday, right? But at least make your own experience work. Look through your telephoto, zoom in on the five different aspects of a crossing. I've spoken about that in previous videos and podcasts. Focus on that through the long lens and don't worry about the cars. Yeah, it's a thing. Anyway, if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions how this can be fixed, get in touch. Jerry at wildeye.co.za. That's my email address. G-E-R-R-Y at wildeye, W-I-L-D, 
hyphen-eye.co.za. Let me know if you have any thoughts, if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, because uh, this is a conversation I think that needs to be had, and especially with, with more guides and people on the ground. It's already amazing. The experience is amazing. It really is. But it can be so much better. So much better. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending me your ears. I will chat in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. Bye for now. Hey.